Now there's a lot more that than what I'm planning on sharing with you today, but I wanted to keep the episode short. So besides, I really do want you to read the book. Borrow it from the library if you don't want to buy it. And if you live close to me, just ask, I'll owe you mine. Just make sure you bring it back. I want to refer to it often. I believe we're unique for a reason. When we use our gifts, we all benefit. When we compare ourselves with others, we feel overburdened. That's why I created this podcast, a weekly show about connecting to your time, your life, and yourself. My hope is that you'll leave not only believing in the dreams you feel pulled towards, but knowing you've had the ability within you to do them all along. Let's connect to our uniqueness and become overburdened no more. As a quick reminder, here's how I introduced the book to you in episode 92. A high five is a shared celebration with someone. You're passing your feelings about them on to them. You're seen by that person and affirmed. That feels pretty good. Recognized just for being you. No words have to be said for this to be communicated. Just the act of giving a high five says something entirely on its own. So, turn it back on yourself is the premise of the book. She started giving herself a high five in the mirror first thing every morning and began to notice a big difference. She started challenging other people to do it and then went out and found tons of scientific research to back it up. And she found that actions really do speak louder than words. Saying positive things to yourself are going to be less likely to be believed than the way you'll respond when you give yourself a high five. There's no need to say anything. In fact, she says not to do it and not to celebrate anything in particular. Just high-fiving yourself for being you. Mel also said, more than anything, you need to learn how to be kind to yourself. I wanted to go over five key ideas that I found in the high five habit. All right, number one, start the day by high-fiving your reflection. All right, I already shared how to do that in the previous episode, episode 92, and it really is pretty self-explanatory. Number two, scientific research backs up the power of high fives. I think it's really cool how she came across this um practice, I guess you'd call it, by just high-fiving herself and seeing what it was doing. And then she went back and found out that there was a lot of scientific research to back it up. The research shows that your mood in the morning impacts your productivity for the rest of the day. And I really think that is true. Remember another episode in the past where I talked about how I got in a negative spiral during my morning journaling, and I ended up feeling negative all day. To me, that's why it's so important to create a morning ritual that gets you going in the right direction, that you can feel positive during the rest of the day. Um, I teach that in my Camp Connection workshop. If you need some help with that type of morning ritual, go to hunkydory.com forward slash camp for information on how to enroll in that workshop. All right, number three, negative thoughts can create a spiral of negative behaviors. Now, one of my favorite parts of the book was when she said, 
You don't need to know when or how you went from loving yourself to criticizing yourself. And I do think that's true. Now, of course, you can go with the, to a therapist and do the work to try to figure out when that negativity started, but it's not necessary. I think that is so empowering and exciting. What's more important is to know that there is a strong reason why you should stop doing it. And those reasons are number one, when you focus on what's wrong, you're never going to change. And number two, hating your body or your past or yourself won't motivate you to change. This is where self-compassion can really help you out. Self-compassion does motivate you to change and in the kindest, most loving way. Number three is the more you repeat it, the more evidence you see. The relationship you have with yourself can either set you free or it will keep you trapped. Do you want to stay trapped in the negativity you feel or are you ready to create a better relationship with yourself so you can see more of the good that is happening for you? I mean, which do you really want? Every day when you are thinking negative thoughts about yourself, you are creating a rut or an actual pathway in your brain. That's why it feels like the same old, same old. It's because you have taught yourself this pattern, or sometimes you learn it from what you hear around you, and it's so easy to just stay in that same old rut. All right, the fourth main point I found in this book was that your RAS, or the reticular activating system, can get clogged with unhelpful information. Now, like lint in a dryer, unhelpful thoughts start to get stuck in our brains. We have to take time to clean that lint out. Just like every week when you do the laundry, you should be cleaning out your lint catcher. Maybe you should do it more often than that. It just depends on your clothes, right? But we all have to take the time to clean up our thoughts. When you tell your mind what to look for, it starts going to work looking for what you have told yourself that you want to see. I think this is so cool. Now, in the book, she gives the example of starting to look for hearts that are all around us. And she started getting DMs and messages on Instagram and other places. And they would send her pictures of rocks, leaves, clouds, even the foam on their coffee that look just like hearts. It really does prove when you start looking for something, you will see it. So why not look for positives instead of negatives? So why is it so hard when it seems like it should be easy? Well, our brain actually has a filter like the dryer example. It is called the reticular activating system or RAS for short. When it's jammed with negative thoughts and beliefs, then that is what keeps you stuck. That's why the same things keep happening. Filling your mind with positive beliefs and ideas and new things to start looking for peels off that layer of lint and allows new things to come in. Now, your RAS really does have a positive purpose for being there. It blocks out about 99% of what's going on around you so that you don't explode from all that information overload. 
Like you don't need to be paying attention to how to breathe or how to get your heart to beat or how to take a step, for example. Mel says that when you high-five yourself in the mirror every morning, among other things, it's like peeling off that old layer of lint and helps you keep that negative layer from building up. I just think that is so cool. All right, number five, it's to interrupt your thoughts, to use a mantra and act like the person you want to become. Now, there's three steps to changing the thought patterns that are in your head. Step one, you just tell yourself, I'm not going to think about that. This is a great way to start interrupting the negative thoughts in your head. Negative thoughts are going to keep coming, but you don't have to let them stay. And I have found this little thought to be so helpful. Just like, I don't want to think about that. When you feel a negative thought come in, when you hear it in your head, you just say, I don't want to think about that. Now you can choose what to think about instead. And you can also choose what you don't want to think about. As soon as you notice that negative thought, interrupt it with those five little words. I'm not thinking about that. You might be shocked at how many times you have to say this. I certainly was, but... I've noticed that I'm saying it less because I'm choosing my thoughts more carefully and I don't have as many negative thoughts as I used to. All right, so uh, step number two for this um, ways to to change those negative thoughts, it's um, writing notes to yourself. I'm sure you've seen lots of positive quotes on Instagram or Facebook or on billboards. They're all over the place. These are the kind of thoughts you're going to want to replace those negative ones with that you're trying to get rid of. Mel suggests putting notes up on your bathroom mirror with these kinds of positive thoughts. I have my own thought wall. It's right behind where I record my podcast and I see all these positive thoughts that I've written on sticky notes over the years. Now, I've talked about this before, but you can't just choose any positive thought because your brain... It is smart and it will automatically kick out anything that it doesn't believe. You have to choose one that you believe, even if it's just a little. Keep trying out positive statements and say them out loud until you find one that actually feels pretty good. One that you can at least kind of believe about yourself and feel that it is possible. You'll know when you find one that feels really good. You'll feel it inside. For me, I get a little teary. Shocker, I know. So take that thought that you've decided on and attach this onto a mirror with a sticky note or you put it on your wall, wherever you think you'll look at it the most. Then you'll see it and you can use that to remind yourself to do the high five every morning. Now I've made a list of ideas of positive thoughts for you if you need some help. Go to hunkydory.com forward slash positive thoughts and you can print that off. I hope that it helps you find the perfect one for you. All right, step three in changing the way your brain is doing this. Act like the person you want to become. Take physical actions to match your new positive beliefs. Now, I've been trying this one for the past three or four months, mainly in the way I show up to work on my business. Now, I work at home. So instead of showing up in comfy at-home clothes, Even when no one's going to see me, I started dressing how I would show up for work if I was actually going to a physical place to work. 
I make sure that I do my hair, put on makeup, and dress in more professional type clothes. Maybe that seems silly, but it has helped me to distinguish when I'm working and when I'm not. It has helped me to create better boundaries with my work and home time. When it's time to work, I work. And when it's time to be at home, I change back into my at-home clothes and I'm more present with the people at home and do things that I need to do around my house. So even though I hardly ever leave home, I still dress for work. And so far it's been working. It's really been helping me to be more productive. All right, the sixth thing I wanted you to take from this book is to replace apologies with gratitude. Mel teaches in the book that if you struggle with guilt, you apologize a lot. I found that so interesting. And she says to replace I'm sorry with thank you. Now, here's an example of how to do that. Instead of saying, I'm sorry to be asking you for a ride, or I'm sorry to bother you, I'm sorry you have to make something special for my dietary needs, instead replace that with thank you. Like, thank you for the ride. Thank you for taking time for me. I really appreciate you. Saying thank you gives your power back and it emphasizes the other person instead of yourself. Instead of like negativity on yourself, like I'm so embarrassed that I have to ask for help. Instead, you're giving positivity to the person for helping you by saying thank you. So it's two powerful things in one change of what you say. I really like that. All right, I wanted to end with a few of my favorite quotes from the book because you know that I love a good quote. All right, here's some of my favorite quotes. Your mind is designed to help you achieve your dreams. Your job is to believe it is possible and encourage yourself to keep walking toward it. You can't change what happened, but you can choose what happens next. That's where your true power is. It's impossible to go through life and not hurt or disappoint people you love. But consider that when you put everyone else first, it hurts and disappoints you. The point of your life is to go through it and feel absolutely everything. The ups, the downs, the gratitude, the guilt, the sadness, and the love. A good life is full of bad days, and a loving relationship is full of moments that sting. That's what makes it real, honest, and true. Change the way you look at the world, and the world you're looking at changes. Your relationship with yourself is the foundation of every relationship you have in life. And the last one, I wasn't alone. I had me. This book has made it to my favorite bookshelf. I have a lot of books, so that means a lot. I hope that you'll read it and let me know what your favorite parts were and how you're going to use it to let go of the things in your life that are adding burdens. Thank you for joining me here today. I see you. I understand how hard you're trying, and I'd like to help however I can. Have a wonderful day, and I'll see you back here again next week. I'm so glad you showed up for you today. 
Remember, the connections you make with yourself are powerful and that will spread to the people you love the most. Sending lots of love to you as always. Make it a great day and I'll talk with you again next week.